0: Alright guys, hey, before you dive into this podcast with Josh Kettle, uh, we want to make sure that you guys all enter to win the box call that we're giving away. Um, there's three simple rules that you have to go by to be entered to win, and uh, John's going to read them off right now.
1: Alright, it, it will be on Instagram, so if you don't have Instagram, please get Instagram. Uh, the rules, number one, you will like the photo. Number two, follow Fly Down Custom Calls, follow Ridge, Ridge Outdoors. Three, tag two friends. And repost this photo, and the contest will end June 12th at midnight, and we'll pick our winner after
0: that. Yeah, we'll pick it within a few days, so uh, kick back and, and enjoy this podcast with Josh Kettle. Appreciate it, guys. Welcome to Ridge to Ridge Outdoors Podcast. Based out of Southern California, we talk hunting, tips and tactics, the outdoors, and everything in between to help our fellow hunters find success. Brought to you by Victory Archery, the Carbon Arrow experts. Supported by schoutdoors.com the largest southern california hunting forum sponsored by archery geeks custom strings use promo code ridge 15 to save 15 percent off your order all righty guys thanks for uh tuning in to another episode me and john we're kicking back with uh the owner and creator of fly down custom calls josh kettle josh
2: Hey guys thanks for uh yeah thanks for having me on Yeah, yeah dude appreciate it um you know excited to be here to talk a little bit about the calls and and about taking some game
0: yeah kind kind of a long time coming um obviously i've been doing the podcast for quite some time but even from when i started way back you know year and a half ago or close to two years now uh you know steve sprig steve trigliato was on and and he was like man you gotta get josh on i'm like i know man i one day i'll get him on you know but you you're busy dude with work and family and whatnot and making calls so i'm just glad we're able to make it happen dude
2: yeah i get get pretty busy but uh yeah steve's been kind of a mentor to me i've been hunting with him for uh a long time since i was a little kid yeah i started off hunting with my dad uh pretty much as early as i could walk tagging along with him chasing deer and then i just kind of went from there you know
0: see that's super cool man because i didn't get to grow up like that Right, and I don't plan on having kids, so I don't think I'm ever going to experience that. But you know, John grew up like that. You know, all my buddies that are in it, they all pretty much grew up like that. So it's kind of like something that I envy. I think it's super cool, and the knowledge you guys gain, and and it's probably you guys probably don't even understand how much knowledge you do gain over the years of just being inexperienced in the foot tracks of a mentor or a father or a friend, or you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, having a mentor definitely cuts the learning curve. You know, oh yeah, I know, I know for a lot of the guys out there that have to kind of pick it up later on in life with no mentor i mean yeah. there's a lot of stuff to to figure out especially here in southern california where uh you know not a lot of public land and uh not a ton of games so
0: dude you're absolutely right you know it it was a hard it still is very hard man for me to get it done right you yeah, know I mean, it's
2: hard. i've been hunting for since i was since i could walk you know i got my hunter safety course when i was eight years old and I've been fortunate enough to to take uh, quite a few deer, turkeys, yeah. ducks, geese, all that kind of stuff. But it's still hard for me. Last uh, deer season, I I chased deer for thirty days, yeah, and, with my bow and and wasn't able to get it done. So yeah, it's Dude, tough.
0: It is tough, yeah. you know. And then and then you got a partner like John right here that has no <laughs> problem shooting deer out from under you. And uh, yeah, that happens quite a bit, you know. Yeah, got to yeah, be quick.
1: You have to be quick. <laughs> got to be quick. I have family of five to feed yeah Yeah. dude it's funny man
0: (laughs) this guy's out of control but yeah man it San Diego's tough and and that's fun you know what it is fun
1: it's it is tough and I know we keep saying it's tough and it's tough and it's but we put in so much damn work that it's almost you know I might be shooting myself in the foot but sometimes it doesn't feel like it's that tough we just go out and we go do it and we come back yeah Yeah.
2: we we have a good amount of deer you know I saw bucks I think every single day that I hunted this year, right. it's just, I mean, I was hunting with a bow strictly. Right. If I w- had, would have had a rifle, I would have been able to take a deer and there was some smaller ones I passed on that I could yeah. have taken with my bow. But I mean, just getting into bow range, you know, yeah, we, that, and our terrain here is not yeah. that.
1: Yeah. That's right the access. other. I mean, the deer there, it's just, you have to get everything. Obviously the stars have to line up for you to release that arrow at the right time and you know, a little yeah. luck. Yeah, you know.
2: absolutely. It, well, a lot of times too, I found uh, really over the last couple of years uh, more and more that. You know, you always say, Oh, if I get them within that forty yard range or whatever, then they're they're done. Right. I had multiple bucks this year under thirty yards and just couldn't get it done. Didn't present the right shot. You know, had yeah. you know stuff in between me and them. I mean, right. Yeah. It's uh it's Dude, tough. It's always that does happen. And that's I, just hunting in general. I had
0: two know? opportunities. Well, I've had more I had more than two opportunities this last year. It just didn't just like you said, shots didn't present themselves. It was, you know, they were walking, whatever, but the two that actually stand out most to me was me and john we were in our spot and i was actually going to try to find him and there was a bedded at like dude it was like 20 yards and so, i literally boom i free so
1: when you tell this story from where i was skinning that deer how yeah. far away was that deer dude
0: like from me to you like I what mean, do you mean
1: like like when you started to walk down to find me yeah when i seen you and i was you know going oh to yeah work.
0: yeah dude you i mean it was 30 yards that Dude, no, but when my I son saw, of
1: a, that thing was over there. Yeah, and okay. I so see you never told me this part of the story. Well, I mean, you never did tell me that part. I was like, I didn't know there was another bedded buck. Yeah, right it there.
0: was right there, dude. I oh, walked up and it's like under twenty yards to me, and I see him, and I am like, ah, oh, and I grab my bow and I froze, and he's pinned me, and I literally, here I am doing hand motions. I literally looked to my left for whatever reason. I don't know. I just looked right. And I turned back, and the thing's bounding off. And I'm like, "Oh, dude!" That, and then I'm like, "John," what do you do? I'm like,
1: "Oh man!" And it, I see him walking. I'm over here like skinning this deer out and everything, because I'm trying to hurry up and go yeah, find I, I him. Yeah, I didn't wanted, know. I wanted to have a deer in my pack when I walked yeah. up to him. And so I was like, hurrying up, trying to process this thing up. And, yeah. and I'm, I see him like wandering over there. And I was like, "How can he not see me?"
0: Meanwhile, I'm well, like, I
1: like, I'm like standing right here. Yeah, like, chasing like, a buck right next to. Him. <laughs> but he's chasing a buck right <laughs> exactly. next to me. I guess and 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 I didn't was,
0: know where he was. So I when like, I when that buck bounced off right when it blew out. He yeah. blew out straight to him, well, where I thought he was, yeah. right? And then I go to where I thought he was, and he's not there. I'm like, John, like, you know? Anyways, and I start walking around, and I end up finding him. But that that's just kind of one of the – and then another opportunity, I was in a tree stand at, at my buddy Killer's place, and, uh, dude, I had a doe at – I don't know, 25 yards, and she was trotting. I just didn't want to let it go. I mean, it's yeah. so close. It's right there in full draw, you know, and it's just yeah. like, ah, I don't want to do it. She's yeah, moving. that's hard
2: when they're moving. Yeah. Uh, try and avoid those as best I can, you know. But sometimes you know, I've heard, you know, I'm listening to a number of podcasts of different hunters and stuff, and uh, there's a guy out there, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, Randy Ulmer. He's a Hall yeah. of Fame bow hunter and, and archer. And uh, he talks about he doesn't like to get too close in that bubble, you know, because yeah. once you get, when I mean, you're talking about that buck, had you pinned, like, I found, you know, the more and more i do it you know you, you have that ethical range but at the same time if you get in too close yeah. and they're moving yeah. or they they pin you, i mean that can make it pretty tough i had one buck this year that i i had him at 42 yards bedded down had a great view i could see his head and antlers i was in a good spot and had i have waited there when he would have stood up i would have you know 40 yards is for you know pretty normal yeah. shot Felt pretty comfortable with that, but I tried to get in a little closer. Got to like 22 yards, and by Mm -hmm. the time I got into that range, wind shifted, and it wasn't like there was a, you know, what's that? He... I mean, that right. range, he just turned it, Dude, it took off. By
0: the time you get your bow drawn back, the thing's gone yep. 15 yards. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? It bounds, you can't get it greedy. You
1: so either have to accept what you have. Exactly. As soon as you get greedy, you're toast. And that, yeah. that's like yeah. going
0: back to that little two-by-two two that was bedded, man. I, I mean, he pinned me. I Obviously, we looked at each other dead in the eyes. And when I looked left, that was enough time for him to get up and already have his ass towards me, you know, Whoa. at 15 yards further than where he was. it, it they ha- yeah. it happens so fast you and know?
2: usually the only time they stop to look back is once they're at that like 100 yard mark yeah you know? and, yeah and from, exactly from there it's just watching them and they're making you feel bad about yourself so. you're
0: absolutely right dude <laughs> well do that that's cool man you actually had quite a bit of opportunity last year i mean you hunted quite a bit right so yeah, you just couldn't I, get it done
2: i actually i hate to disclose this i actually did release one arrow oh and uh and the deer ducked he ducked the string he was at right around 50 yards which right. is already a, a poke you know mm-hmm. I, and i but i'd been shooting a bunch 50 yards and i was like i can make that shot no problem he was looking right at me i drew back he gave me plenty of time i released as soon as i released he his belly almost hit the ground yeah the arrow wow. just, it would have been a perfect shot the arrow went just right over his back i was uh, like all right that was a little bit at too, huh you know, 50 yards was he a yeah. good buck he was he was a forky but he was a good buck about 20 inches wide you know See, so that good, that a good forky right yeah.
0: there man yeah. yeah i like those big wide forkies dude. Yeah, yeah i do I, for whatever reason man i have a like a I just, I just dig the SoCal forky look. I think that that gene is super cool.
2: Yeah. And we, I mean, we get some big ones. I have a picture, I think last year of a buck that was like 24 inches wide as forky. I mean, we have that forky inch genetic yeah. around here that, you know, some of those bucks will never be anything more than a forky, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: And well, and that that's why I like that. Uh, I think my country club has that yeah, three they, by two or better, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they have that rule that doesn't apply to archery. Oh, it so, doesn't. no. So that's why uh, that buck that I missed, I was on uh, MCC, but yeah, that doesn't apply to archery. It's only for rifle, but there's kind of, there used to be, I think they've kind of gone away with it because some people have trouble judging. There was a, a management rule. So like yeah. any buck out to the end of tip of its ears wide, about 20 inches wide um was considered a management buck so if you had a forky that was in that age range that you know that buck's not going to be more than a forky you could take that but they've kind of gone away with that from that because if a deer has its ears up and people judge yeah. it that way you know i mean a, <laughs> i'll tell you a, what
0: i think the truth of the matter is is if you saw a forky and he was as wide as his ears dude that is not a management buck that's a trophy bro yeah, that's
2: a good san diego buck and a lot of people don't realize that because you know they they're on social media, they're following stuff on TV and, and you know following these forums where they're seeing out of state bucks, and that's yeah. not, you know we're yeah. totally dude. different subspecies. I set well, of
1: species I, I dump the first one that yeah presents a shot, so yeah. it's like I don't care, you know it's just
0: it's it's meat, man. Yep. it's good, it's dude. Meat, yeah. and oh. it's
1: like you know I got a second tag in mm-hmm. my pocket, and it's Go fortunate you know last year I was able to shoot a big one and a little one, so.
0: Well, it all it all pays back, yeah. you know. I'm glad you brought up social media, man. It's something we don't necessarily always cover. I know we have covered it on the podcast, but I'll ask you. I mean, you're you're pretty versatile, or like you're pretty versed in hunting, and you've been around doing this for a while, you know, 20 years or and whatnot. But what do you think social media has done to the hunting community?
2: I think it, it. I think it's done good things and bad things. Yeah. You know, I think that. Uh, I was actually it's funny. I was thinking about some stuff with social media on the way over here as far as hunting, but um, I think that it's been good for a lot of the guys and not along the lines as much of like Instagram and Facebook I mean, maybe Facebook, cause there's some pages on there that are pretty yeah. helpful. Um, but I think there's been a lot of guidance for newer hunters. Yeah. So that's been great. You know, some of these forums, SCA, yes, you know, some absolutely. of the pages on Facebook, like the SoCal waterfowler, SoCal turkey hunting page. Um, I think those are great spots where guys who are trying to figure it out can get some Intel from people, maybe find a mentor or something like that. Uh, I think that also you find a a lot of guys who um, maybe people start to follow and tend to think of like a a hunting icon locally. And some of these guys really don't have a lot of experience, but they're really good at posting on on social media. So you might get a little bit of false guidance on some areas there. And then I think a lot of guys – uh, there's a lot of guys out there that start to hunt for the wrong reasons yes they're starting to hunt because they want to be insta-famous you mm-hmm. know or whatever like and,
0: the walking commercial
2: yeah and i i try to keep from that myself with having the the call company and stuff trying to be out there to hunt just to you know get pictures of a, a turkey or something cause that's not what it's about you know it's right. about you know getting that meat in the freezer yeah. and doing something that i love and i'm passionate about and so
0: family I, and friends both. yeah
2: and i actually you know i I've p- been posting a lot lately on Facebook and stuff, but I, I try not to post that much because I try not to get too consumed with that side right. of it. You know, yeah, It takes I away agree. from yeah. what I love to do.
0: That's one of John's biggest problems because I, I, do I, I absolutely I, don't run the – He doesn't do old, it. I don't do I, it.
2: I'll do, I do just right.
1: enough to put the name out there, but I don't think that we need to go out there and keep stroking the proverbial cock, so to speak. So. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm like, oh, know, look at us. Uh, see how so cool I, we are.
1: I like, that's not what know, we're going
2: to do yeah, it for. And that's what – that's
1: yeah. not what it's about. We're, we're a damn podcast, for God's sake. We're not, I mean. Right.
0: we Obviously, we have to do what we have to do to get the episodes out. Yeah. But, you know, as far as going out and being, trying to be Facebook famous or, or Instagram famous or whatever the platform that we're on, right, famous, That that's that's kind of what we're not into. Yeah. And, exactly. and I would
1: rather be famous like, hey, I know those guys.
0: Right. Like, like hey, they put like, out good product. Like, oh,
1: dude, hey, it's just like, yo, yeah, no, yo for, it's Brian, yeah. you know? Yeah, known for a quality
0: product. Yeah. versus
2: known
1: for you know. Yeah, like it's a, like, uh, do you know Bill Simmons? Do you know, uh, I don't know. You don't personally. know. Him? I know. I, I heard legendary man, San Diego oh. hunter Bill, <laughs> Bill Simmons. <laughs> oh, Bill! He's,
0: he's I have to guy. put that in all the podcasts. <laughs> Dude, he he he's cool. But yeah, I for me, like I think social media obviously has done good. It does good for people with businesses in the in the hunting community. It allows you to get your product out. It allows you to do certain things and advertise. Excuse me, but it, I also feel like it's done. A horrible job at representing what hunting truly is I, oh, absolutely. I feel like when it comes down to it if you're just posting pictures to look how good i am look how cool i am like you're doing it for the wrong reason that takes us even more away from what hunting really is to the majority of the people our forefathers right the, the people that went out and, and did the necessary things to allow us to continue our heritage and our hunting you know in our yeah. community and and as social media continues to grow and as it becomes more of a popularity contest it's just like when we had uh bill gaines on dude that was a great podcast and it is one of our lowest grossing podcasts ever like th- people just don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Like individuals it, it, that it are listening
1: too serious. It, yeah. It was almost too serious it, for the regular person. Yeah, And it paints and such it a kind
0: of sucks, but it just paints is what it is. A, a bleak picture of yeah. California's outlook. You know,
2: I mean, a, that's a, you know, a big part of the social media and a big part of hunting too, is thinking about our future, you know, as, yeah. as hunters and, And so some of the stuff, you got to be really careful the way that you paint that picture, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that don't have the same beliefs we do. Right. You know, and uh, some of that stuff, you know, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, you're giving only, you know, fuel to the anti-hunters and and people who are against that. And and also, you know, maybe someone who is isn't anti, but they are not really sure about it and they're maybe thinking about getting into it. You don't want to give a bad taste in their mouth, you know, and make them think, something that we're you know not about so
0: yeah you're absolutely right dude it it just it's crazy i feel like as hunters and stewards and and people that participate in our community we probably should do a better job of of trying to be a little bit more on the conservation side if everyone gave you know three or four percent more uh i don't know dedication towards conservation let's just say that i don't even know if that necessarily made sense or not but you know put put a little bit more effort into spreading the word about conservation maybe we wouldn't be in the position we're in right now in five years
2: yeah well this you is know
1: a, this is a good spot to put in our little plug that we do for the uh you know join a group you know yeah whether it's the deer association the turkey federation yeah, yeah there's Elk, a bunch of them out there, Elk there is, foundation yeah, the yeah. Waterfowler,
0: dude join
1: ducks unlimited whatever yeah. join your favorite one yeah whatever you support the most you know i i joined cda yeah and, and it's and then, um and there's you know i mean for I like any deer. type of hunting whether you like deer yep. you know yeah. i
2: mean there's a cbh there's jo- there's a whole bunch of different ones out there i mean the pope, pope and young club's another yeah. cool yeah. one um join you your like favorite tur- one turkeys nwtf CWA, yeah i mean and,
0: and it's it's really i think i talked about it on the last podcast but it's really these these organizations these nonprofits are competing with each other in a time like today where we should all be united but they're competing with each other for a fine resource and that's donations right yeah. it's they're non-profits they are non they do not get federal funding they don't get you know they can get grants and stuff like that you know but the reality is is it's they don't have a set income that they get every year it's all based off of you know the memberships that they acquire it's all based off of raffles and events they put on and, and they are dealing with they're trying to compete with each other to get the majority of hunters right they all want it so listen guys if you're listening to this it is very important to join if if, any one of them just like we were saying
1: it's uh you know, you might go to one or two of their events a year. I mean, that's all you have to do. It do- doesn't take that much time. You know, the dinners are cool and then stuff like that. You know, and get raffle and you might, you know, you might spend a few bucks. Yeah, or it goes through a good or cause. your friends may sign you up for the silent auctions. Yeah, and then you're like, what the hell? I just bought. You know, yeah. Ha- I mean, it's fun. It's happened to time. me at an NRA banquet, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all good
0: stuff. You know,
2: but it, you know, it goes to a good cause, and there's a lot of people out there that like to cry about you know the uh, hunting that we have in California and all the stuff with politics, and yet, yeah, you know, some of these people don't even belong to NWTF, or they don't belong to any of these right. kind of things, you know. And it's like if you're not belonging to those kind of things, and you have no right to be, yep. you know, crying you about it because you're not can't o- contributing. Can't open your mouth unless yeah. right. uh,
1: he, your name is on the dotted line somewhere. Yeah, so it's like it's like you know, you want to change it, you don't change things. Register to vote. Yeah. Whatever.
0: It's one of those things. I just think that social media. But we
1: have to do a better job, you know. Right. right.
0: Absolutely. I just.
1: Just give a little bit back. It doesn't take that much, you know, and this is coming from me. But, you know, that's like what I said in that podcast is like it's a transition from a a younger hunter into a more mature, older hunter. It's not so much about the killing now yeah it's the needle starting to come back even though i i need to stay over here right it's coming back and (laughs) you're
0: starting to want to pay it forward right yeah steve trigoliato had talked about that and it's like where he's at in his hunting career like he's already like i've already hunted yeah steve's like
2: way over here yeah i mean nowadays an awesome thing about that you know he's he's taken a ton of game mean, he's killed you know more deer and turkeys than most guys in in southern california and he's realized that and he you know has kind of shifted his passion toward and he's always been about taking people out but right? right. even more so now to mentoring people and getting new hunters out and and that's you know the only way we're gonna grow the people on our right. side it, by getting yep. people and involved. just like
1: just like andy grab snack that's right. what he's doing you know he yeah. has soft spot for the marines and he okay. takes out young Marines that yep. are
0: homesick and want yep. to get takes out, out duck hunt.
1: hunting and stuff like that, and yeah. he'll put them in a good spot. And
0: so I think just moving forward, I hope all the listeners here, you know, if you have social medias, you know, maybe, maybe let's try to make it cool to be a supporter of these nonprofits, right, of these groups. And, yeah, and just post a little bit about conservation instead of, right. you know, your grip and grin. Yeah. You let's, know, that's a good right. way. Let's move it forward let's, a little let's bit. Let's look at
1: these calls because I'm sitting here let's, looking let's, at these calls. Let's do this. Because –
0: Josh, you know. go ahead and tell us about flying mean, Custom yeah, Calls, go, bro.
1: Talk about your uh, – well, right. I'm looking at these calls here, and these are – they're made really well. You know, I mean, as far as craftsmanship
0: goes. Well, they're handmade, bro.
1: Well, I understand, but the wood, you, gotta <laughs> you yeah. got to understand.
2: You got wood I shop. Mean, yeah.
1: You I, have to understand here. This I, is – I put a lot of time into it. I put the, the, a are, lot of time and effort. These are very pretty, well-designed, you know, and the wood, you know, these are –
0: Pretty sweet, dude. Yeah. yeah, I was
1: like, I I don't want to take it out there. I want it to sit on above the
0: fireplace. I know.
2: Yeah, but you know that's what they're they're designed to look nice, but they are designed to function well. Yeah. And that's kind of, I've I've been calling. You know, I started off turkey calling and duck calling at a really young age, and uh, it's always been something I really liked. And and I found with a lot of the you know calls that I get from you know the big box stores or you know the big name brand stores sometimes are mass produced and I pick up a call and and not really be able to get the sound out of it that I wanted and you know I've been hunting for a long time and when I was out of uh, high school I started kind of tinkering around with making them and that's just kind of spiraled I've you know gathered more equipment so that I can make them better more effective in a timely manner that you know it works uh, for me to be able to put the amount of uh, effort I like you know my calls you know and, and uh i just always shooting for having that most realistic sound possible and, and uh, being someone who really enjoys hunting and calling that to me is more important than, than just the looks of it, you know, but I do also try to make it look good. Cause I think you know, yeah. people like that as well. So Dude, oh, it's, it's that. a,
1: it's a nice, it's dude, it's a nice a, pieces of wood, nice a, pieces of wood dude, it's
0: put a beautiful together. Beautiful piece, bro. Yeah. What what kind of wood is it made yeah. out?
1: Yeah. So what do we got? It looks yes. like we have. It's a
2: single sided box call right there. You have okay. a jatoba, which is Brazilian cherry, for the lid and the base, and then you have uh, so a walnut this. for the actual box.
0: I was gonna say, is that walnut on yeah. the box?
2: Yeah. So, so
1: this is what now? Jatoba. It's Brazilian Jitoba. cherry. Okay, Brazilian yeah. cherry. Yeah.
2: It's a uh, and it's
1: and that's what makes the tone. A lot of times, or the the. Or the, the I guess the scraping against yeah, the Yeah, yeah, it's
2: a friction type yeah, call. So the way that the grain is oriented uh, as it moves across kind of is what creates that sound. And then the angles on the box and the radius on the bottom of the lid, but and a lot of other factors. But um, it's very nice. As far <laughs> as that, yeah, you, you know, and there's different wood species out there. And I, I've, you know, used a lot of different combinations and found what works and, you know, using denser woods for the lids to make them easier for people to run. Um, that way, the weight of that lid just makes it slide across right. and make it sound without trying to, you know, push a lot of pressure. Yeah, in there,
0: forcing so. it down. Exactly. That's, yeah. the, that's like it's almost like you grab like a, a box call out of the store. They're super light. You know, they're like it's almost like bossel wood or whatever. You know. They're-
2: yeah, and a lot of those are made. You know, and not, no uh, dig on those guys. There's some great call companies out there, big companies that make great calls. Uh, a lot of it is made on, uh, you know, with big mills with just a block of wood, and they make everything with not a whole lot of regard to the grain orientation and, and different things. And, right. And some of the the more exotic species of wood that I'll use in my call, they're expensive. So for a big company like that, it's yeah. not really, you know,
0: cost efficient,
2: cost efficient for them to do that. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. when you're mass producing calls, it's all about of or the profitability of them. Right. And you're yeah. more of a custom. It's kind of like Evan with our Archery Geek custom strings. Mm-hmm. He, he takes his time and he like buys the actual right material to make these strings. Right. It's like yeah. the same thing here. You know, he's not mass producing and, and clearly you aren't either. You know yeah, so, I
2: put a lot of time into them and, and I've put a lot of time over the years into making them as good as I possibly can you it, know, I sound mean and looks
0: do you have the original one that you made? still like at home right you oh old man or something that's
2: really hard i i think i i do actually uh, have one uh, in my bedroom that was like the first pot call i made some of them the first box call some of them i think i might have ended up in the trash just because oh, really? I, at the time when i first started i was like oh that one doesn't sound good right you know and and ditch it as i kind of wish looking back that and i would have saved it. those just as kind of like yeah a, yeah
0: that, that's crazy do you make slate like that, calls too
2: yeah i make uh, you name it i make turkey calls i make crow calls as locators for turkey hunting yeah. owl calls as locator calls i make box calls pot calls diaphragms um most of the types out there oh dude know.
0: so you you full-blown i only oh, thought wow. you made the box call no. and, and you know
2: a crow call or so whatever
1: on the real quick on the crow are you turn in these yourself
2: yeah i turn turn those oh, on
1: every single crow call that's owl bad call out. i mean pot call they're turned on i the wish lead. i could show everybody hand. but these things are just like
0: john's gonna post all of this stuff
1: yeah this is is the wood grain and this is just like you know insane
2: yeah if people want to see more of it too i mean a lot of awesome
0: they could could totally look at your uh yeah your social media and yeah i'm sure i
1: dig them i mean even if you weren't using them just just as a conversation piece on the mantle i said you know just like look at this yeah i try and make i mean they're you know a craftsman yeah I, i put a lot of time into them so
0: well, absolutely. I mean, clearly you, uh, you take your time on them and hopefully, you know, you can grow this business. I know before we were recording, you are like, ah, you know, it's like, you know, one of them things where it's a, it's a bittersweet thing. Cause it takes so much time to make these things. And
2: yeah. And I, and I get busy, uh, with a lot of orders and sometimes it's kind of a bummer cause it takes away from the, uh, the time that I want to spend in the woods, you know, but yeah. But uh, over the years, it's just been growing my clientele and and just improving the product constantly. Right. So I'm always trying to shoot for a better.
0: Now, are you selling? Product. Are you selling these the majority or like the majority of these going to people in San Diego? or Are they going all over the country? No,
2: all over the country. I probably That's sell cool. more to people just throughout the country than I do in, in San Diego. Oh, really? Um, I you know at the Turkey Tune Up event and that kind of stuff, I, I sell you know a good amount of calls there. Um, and then I have a handful of people who just kind of found out from social media or from the tune-up event about my calls, you know, and, and right. through word of mouth as well. Uh, but you know, I sell across the country and then, uh, actually this year I did my first international sale. I sold a call down to August yeah, Calientes, uh, oh, Mexico. Rad. So,
0: That's super cool, man. So you, you got quite the clientele then.
2: Yeah, it, have a lot of people who like them, and and fortunately, you know, every I've yet to have an unhappy customer. Everyone who's right. you know run Super one pumped. of my calls or bought one of my calls has been really happy with them. So.
0: Now, you obviously you probably hand test these things and get them all a- dialed every before. That, yeah, them. yeah,
2: they don't leave the shop unless they're unless yeah. it's some of test.
0: I mean, dude, you got a signature right. on it too. There's a signature oh, yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh Kettle. Sig-
2: it. Whoa. Whoa. That's right.
0: It, yeah it's, it's I mean, a, just, yeah, ju- just touching it it sounds you know like a turkey that's how
2: you know it's a good call right there if you touch right. it and it's already making sounds <laughs> it already you touch it and it just starts going off it just, yeah. uh, that,
0: dude that's super cool the signature's right here on the that uh so I mean, like, tell us a little bit. Like, what? Where do you see this company going? Like, do you do you want to expand it? Do you want to keep it all boat or like a uh, you know call teak per I w- se?
2: I, I want to keep it custom. That's what I'm about is making a custom product. I think that I, you know if you start to mass produce it, then you kind of lose some of that. Yeah, uh, I want to keep it custom. I, I do plan to come out with some newer designs and make more of them. Just get faster, at, right? At, you know, still make making them while still maintaining that quality of product. Right um but always just trying to improve it make a, a better product you know
0: dude I, i'll tell you what man the the visual aspect of these calls man and and uh when you're ripping on that you know on that box earlier before we record man these things sound amazing and they look amazing too you know it's yeah. kind of like one of them things if you're looking good you're doing good <laughs> you yeah, know you just know, to you, have you, a shit get
1: yeah you want to you yeah, you give yourself a sound dude you want to get sure. a little sound going yeah yeah we'll uh, right. we'll mute our microphone so just yours So, whenever
2: you're ready, see here, run this. uh, This is the box call I got single sided uh, Brazilian cherry over walnut. So, that's one of my single sided boxes I've kind of. uh, pretty cool just started, yeah i just started yeah. making those actually uh this season so and that's i've been really really happy with the way dude, that they sound
0: it sounds rad yeah it man. sounds like a turkey yeah it, it that is <laughs> without a doubt man i i mean i'm not a huge experienced turkey hunter right i've never shot one at all i shot at one anyways i mean that's pretty anyway dude that is i mean i'm pretty yeah, pumped, I mean, if pumped you, on that if man you've been
2: out in the woods and you've heard a turkey yelping then uh Sounds like Uh, that. No, no, that's 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 it. (laughs) It sounds like that. Pretty spot on. And, you know, over, over the years it's developed to that, you know, when I first started, I mean, they would get a turkey to gobble, but they didn't sound like that, that noise that I know that I've heard, you know, a ton of times in the woods and I've just always trying to shoot for that and I, and I hope to even get it better than that you know eventually that's the plan
0: dude let me let me just say something bro that that right there is a fine turkey call right there man yeah,
2: you know appreciate it thank it,
0: you it's awesome man I'm, I'm super pumped that you brought that on and and you know you're telling the story about your call well you know i'm i'm hoping that you get your company where where you want it to be you know it seems like you found success already with it and just honing your craft and developing more little r&d and Figuring it out and going where you want to go with it, dude.
2: Yeah, I've I, uh, been pretty happy with it so far. And it's kind of, for me, you know, with my line of work, it's also setting up a retirement type job, you know, that I plan to do later on. Yeah. And I, I think I'll probably at some point down the road, don't know, you know, if it's going to be um, within, you know, 10 years or in 20 years, right. you know, uh, when I retire, but, but plan to um uh, get a little, you know, bigger with it and and make more calls as many as I can handle. I I think
0: like what you're going to find is that the more and more box calls you produce and the more and more popular these get. And, you know, to me, I feel like it's you know, obviously, I don't really necessarily know what I'm talking about, but it sounds like it's perfect. It almost right?
1: sounds like it's a, just a matter of time before somebody walks w- in with a checkbook. Dude, I was just going to say, that's where I was going with this. The, the before biggest, somebody yeah. buys, buys Josh Kelly, Yeah, that, that's what
0: that's what I was just going to say is I think your biggest uh, hurdle is going to be is when Primo's come knocking, you know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs>
1: uh, hey, hey, y'all.
0: I oh, know. You're going to have old Michael Waddell come knocking on your door for one of these things, no. you know? And and you if you get one of these out to like that or Steven Reinella, these predominant or like predominant, Turkey hunters that are huge in the industry, dude. If they grab a fly down custom call, man, you, you're you gonna quit your nine to five, bro. <laughs> they, you're gonna be, you know what I mean? I mean, that's how all these like young startup successful companies happen, dude. I mean, that's the reality of it is you start it as a hobby and then it becomes a business and then you start making money and then next thing you know, you're doing it full you're time. A
2: superstar, yeah, yeah. it's it, a it's something I like doing and that, that's important. So if it that, got that big i wouldn't be totally unhappy with it but i'm you know right now I'm making the custom calls i have the control to be able to make yep. them the way i want them so i mean that's the beautiful right thing now.
0: man yeah. one, one day old josh kettle josh Kettle's is gonna be up at like one of these sportsman shows we'll, you see, know?
2: we'll see him up there or
1: something like i know on un- 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 Eater or something like yeah that, just right? don't forget hey, about we know, us all right hey, we, we talked to that it's like, hey guy. man
0: when he you know he's yeah. been doing it for a while but i remember him when he was so young
1: do you see yourself like maybe expanding into like elk calls at all diaphragm so
2: i've I've tinkered around with it a little bit okay. um i it's really hard because i already make so many different types of calls right that um it's it's hard i try not to expand too much into different species because i've started to make so many types that makes sense right. it, it makes the production flow a little slower to go yeah. back and forth to making different kinds of calls um but i i have messed around with dot because i have you know for making diaphragm calls for turkeys i have presses and tape cutters and stuff like that and and I have tinkered around with making some uh, elk diaphragm calls.
0: Okay. Really, nothing that you're selling yet, though, right? No,
2: no, no nothing yet. No. Well,
0: listen, man, if you wanna if you wanna shoot one of them things my way, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna you, be in the elk woods nice this year. You day. know, uh,
2: yeah, I actually got a hunt.
0: Coming yeah, we well, got a few coming up, dude. You know, I mean, I, it, it. You know, I'm always just pumped on yeah. on small business, man. I think it's awesome what you're doing. Uh, it's good, and the fact that you know you're all involved in Southern California turkey hunting too. It's not like you're just doing this out. I mean, obviously you make your calls for you, you know, but as far as like being steward of our, uh, of like Turkey hunting and whatnot, you actually pay it back, man. You, you go to these Turkey tune-ups, you, you talk to people, you help people out, man. I think it's good, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, having, uh, grown up with Steve as a a mentor to me, that was kind of one thing he always instilled was, you know, always giving back to the hunting community and, and I try to do the best I can, you know, attending banquets and attending different things, educating people and, and trying to give out tips you know a lot of people want to hold that stuff back and it's like that's not doing a whole lot for our uh community locally you know yeah
0: i mean it's uh it's super cool i mean i i gotta i gotta give it out to you man i gotta give you you know take a hat off for you man that that's cool you're doing your thing and and even in your personal profession and whatnot you know you kind of give back all the way around dude try that's pretty admirable
2: yeah thank you uh (coughs) going
0: from there man all right (laughs) <laughs> john's tooling around he's, he's got the tick today <laughs> man normally i have the tick when i'm twiddling stuff around you know he's out here playing got, with the calls toys that make noise yeah uh <laughs> real quick man let's just obviously individuals that know you know that there was a little bit of uh
2: the deer case the deer case yeah <laughs> when you were the,
0: younger whatever you want to call it you yeah. know and that went like dude you were in the newspaper and stuff yeah you know, so. a
2: couple of times uh i it it was a, a fiasco and really, honestly, not something that I wanted to have you know, yeah. happen, obviously. Um, yeah. And, well, I'll just kind of run through the story. Yeah. So, it was 2012. I was actually uh, just going into paramedic school at the time um, and so really didn't want to have to deal with that. I was chasing deer a lot at that point in time, uh, more than I do now, unfortunately, just due to time restraints. But... Uh, I was hunting hard with a bow that season and I was on a piece of private property. I didn't even know that this buck existed before I got permission on the private property, you know, and, and I had, you know, I was hunting one day and saw the buck in the evening. I actually had an opportunity to watch the biggest knockdown dragout fight mule deer fight that I've ever seen in my life um, with involving this buck. Um, the day or two before I shot him and uh, it was pretty, that was pretty awesome. I literally seen that it was him and another three by two throwing each other in the air on the ground. I mean, it oh, was wow. it was pretty impressive. You don't see that That's, much in San Diego. No, you don't. That's badass. That's awesome. <clears throat> Most guys never see that yeah. in San Diego. You know, um, but anyways, I uh, I got on that buck. I hunted him pretty hard and and uh, ended up making a thirty yard shot on him. It was a great shot. He only ran a little ways, went down. I was incredibly stoked you know yeah. I, it was one of those things we were talking about earlier when you walk up on a deer and it You're looks like, even bigger Whoa! than you thought it was yeah. you know and he was a big big san diego buck the uh, biggest one i've seen to this day and obviously the biggest one that i've taken and i've had you know been fortunate enough to take some some good bucks and he was uh, he scored 147 which for a San Diego buck is huge. I mean, other states that's Dude, not not that big, but that's big here. <clears throat> yeah, he scored 147, and that was us, me and my buddy scoring it. Probably missing a couple inches there because we didn't really know that well what we were doing at the Brian. time. Um, but he was a big buck. He was t- about 22 inches wide, a lot of mass. He was a four by eight um, with split eye guards on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was a good buck, and and uh, so I was pumped on it. And I think the way it started was there was a, a post a, a story in the paper when I first got the deer, because you know there's a lot of excitement over the deer. And uh, I think that that somehow got seen by Department of Fish and Game or whatever, and they they called me to ask me some questions about it. And I kind of got you know, tricked a little bit. The guy who called me a made it sound like he was really excited for me about it oh yeah i'm sure and yeah he 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 (laughs) lured me right in you know and and i dirty i'm i've always been about ethical hunting and doing it the right way yeah and so i knew that i didn't do anything wrong so i was totally open to disclose all the information i'm like yeah here's where i was hunting here's what what happened gave him the whole story and then uh he gave me a call a couple days later um hey i'm you know really stoked on that buck i really just want to see it i want to check it out and i'm like he made it sound like he wanted to be my friend and see my deer you know and i was like it seems kind of weird but all right yeah you want to check it out like that's fine come on by i didn't do anything wrong yeah and uh he grabbed the antlers and and wrote me a ticket right there on the spot and i was just like blown away because i i was like what what's the deal so he
0: literally he literally showed (laughs) up and said oh man that's great hey here's a ticket
2: yeah he's all oh that's awesome let me check him out and he grabbed the antlers Turned to the bed of his truck, put him in the bed of the truck, and and started talking to me. I'm like, oh, okay, I was just blown away. Did wow. his did
0: his whole demeanor his attitude change? One hundred percent, one hundred He turned into a dick.
2: Yeah, I mean, he just yeah, he he totally changed his attitude and and started you know trying to explain to me how I was doing something wrong, even though he wasn't there, he didn't witness any of yeah. this. You know, he had no idea yeah, what no, really happened. Nobody called him, right? No, I mean he not that not to my knowledge, not
1: to your knowledge. The only thing you had was an article in the paper, or- right?
2: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he recognized the deer. Uh, the oh yeah, particular guy was from the area, you yeah. know, where the deer uh, resided. So, <laughs>
0: wow. Is this the same guy that came up and show and you showed him yeah. where it happened and it went all down, all of that stuff? It's the same warden that came up and did that.
2: He he called me over the phone. I oh, and you you that. explained it to him. Yep. Okay, and uh, and so he came and and took the deer and essentially what he was trying to get me for, which is in my opinion, a bogus law, but I wasn't even breaking the law. He, he, uh, tried to get me for releasing an arrow while hunting within 150 yards of an occupied dwelling, which is the rule in California that doesn't apply to like any other States. No other state has that for archery. They have for rifle, you know, but not for archery. I mean, there might be one other, I think that I know of, but, um, he based that off where he found the blood where the deer fell. And he tried to tell me that I spined it and that it dropped right there. And where that blood was at, that was where I shot it. That's where the deer died. He tried to tell me where I released my arrow from, because that's what really matters is where you shot from. Right. And he had no idea. He wasn't there. Right. I tried to explain it to him. He really didn't want to listen to my side of the story too much. Um, But so he tried to say that I was 115 yards from, and I had permission on the property that I was hunting on. So I can shoot however close I'd like to that particular right. guy's house but the neighbor had a, a an outbuilding that wasn't even a house it was a barn and right. he's like well it, it says any you know it dwelling has a, yeah dwelling and because there's horses in there that was considered a dwelling i guess what if
0: no what if no horses were in it
2: i think then it's like a just a vacant outbuilding i you know to be honest I, he said there was horse horses in there which is what made it you know constituted right. so i would assume that, that if there can, wasn't that horses it, count as occupied yeah I, I guess. Um, but <laughs> the
1: definition of occupied includes animals in California.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I mean the, the law is the law, but I, I yeah, wasn't I, breaking it. He tried to yeah. tell me that I was, you know, yeah. and, uh, I was pretty bummed about that. And I, you know, I didn't have any experience with this kind of stuff. I always have been an ethical hunter and tried to do the right thing. And yeah. so I talked to some guys and they were like, no, nah, this isn't right. You know, you got to fight this. And fortunately I had a handful of attorneys come to me and, and offer to take the case. And, I ended up having to get an attorney. Well, getting attorney, fortunately, he offered to do it pro bono because right. of the whole thing, you know. And uh, it went back and forth through this case, and there was a a lot more politics than we'll probably get into today that were involved in it. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that fueled this whole thing. That was really a bummer to me because I was like, that's not what I was about. You know, I was just yeah. trying to go out and, and harvest a deer and have a good time. And and uh, anyways, it went back and forth through not even actually going to court, but attorney, you know, meeting with a DA and different things. Mm. And there ended up being, a, we had a lot of stuff. Uh, I say we, because me and the attorney and then Steve helped me out a lot with it. Yeah. We had a lot of stuff on our side. Um, people willing to vouch, you know, mm. the butcher willing to come forward and say, no, I've been doing this for a long, long time. And that was not a spine shot. Right. You know, that was yeah. a good shot. And there was a lot of stuff uh, that, On the other end of the spectrum, nothing against DFG. I have friends that work for DFG, but the particular guy had some stuff that didn't really do him any favors in his history. So uh, it ended up with basically everything kind of washing away in the end, but there was a lot that had to go into it before that kind of resolved itself and then uh, after it was done i got a court order for from the judge to get my return of property is what they put it as to get or return of evidence to get the antlers back i went down to dfg and asked for nicely requested the antlers back and showed the court order you know order from the judge signed and they refused to do that and wow yeah that turned into a big thing they you know threatened to i think arrest me for disturbing the peace or something like that if I were to go down there again and do it which I was blown away by that so I I had people tell me oh you have to fight this you got to get the antlers and to be honest the antlers really for me that wasn't what it was about and I was at the you know by this point I was in paramedic school I was like I don't have time to deal with this so I kind of just Ended up letting the you know antlers go and coming to terms with the fact I got photos and memories. And, oh yeah, it's right. a, I saw the pictures the, of
0: that. Well, but, I just want to say know, something real quick with that.
1: Well, the guy, the guy it sounds like the guy got what was coming to him. So well, I it, outside we'll of say. that,
0: warden, it, you know, it is, and the, but, this, this podcast has always been true, right? And that's yeah. something we're not going to hide. We, yeah. We're not going to sit here and just say, "Oh, these guys are great." There's good in fish and game,
2: absolutely, and there's 100%. bad,
0: and they wonder why. They have a bad reputation, not only just because of incidents like yours. Yours is pretty much a serious incident. Dude, you could have gotten in trouble. You could have lost your career.
2: Yeah. Well, you know? yeah I mean, and with my with my case, I got a ton of people calling me saying, hey, I had this experience with this guy. I had this experience. Yeah. You know, one of the guys that called me had uh, been hunting on in uh, Laguna Mountains yeah. with a bow and had a mountain lion stalk up on him. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard about that story. It was yeah, a Border Patrol guy,
0: wasn't it? Or
2: something like that. Uh, Was it the
1: border patrol guy that shot him in the foot?
2: Yeah, yeah. So it was super close, coming at him. You know, ears pinned back. This thing wasn't willing. Yeah, I read
1: that report. I read the article on that in the report, and then there was another officer involved with that. that Right. Yeah. That we all know. Yeah. And it it didn't
2: end well. No, he he shot in self defense, hundred percent self defense. I mean, at that range, he shot a, a mountain lion from the. As far as I know from the story, you know heard it from i heard it from him i think over the phone but also through other people he basically shot it it wasn't completely dead he finished it off is what i was told that was not like a frontal shot the finishing shot to put it out of its misery mm-hmm. um and because there was a non-frontal shot they said that well this isn't self-defense it has to be you yeah know, like frontal like this thing's approaching you right
1: yeah but i re- read that article and i was just like these guys are yeah they, they are trying to build Dude.
2: And they attacked that guy. They tried yeah. to, at least with a felony. Dude. They, they tried.
1: That guy, I think, if I remember, he called the sheriff out there, too. And yeah. The, I read that part because I was like, dude, these guys, like, I mean.
2: I think it ended up working or may, out in his favor, but, I mean, yeah. the fact I may, that he even had to deal with that. So. Yeah.
1: be wrong by saying this, but, it, I mean, it looks like they fabricated, you know, a murder scene, you know, and oh, that, 100%, 100%. And that yeah. you know, you can come at me if you want over that, but it's, it is it is. Ultimately, dude,
0: and, at the end of the day, man uh i have i've had patrick captain foy from fishing game on this podcast prior to john joining Mm -hmm. and you know you guys anyone that's listening has heard that podcast right and patrick foy is a great guy captain foy is a great guy i mean dude he's one of the examples of why fishing game is good and there's a number of them right
2: a number of great you know dfg exactly
0: but there is the ones that are out there that you are automatically guilty and they don't care what you say they are right it's like when you're a kid and your mom tells you something dude your mom is always right your dad's always right you're always wrong right so it's like dude that is the case with fishing game and and i've told the story man i've been checked on private property that isn't fenced posted or cultivated you're using fishing game code 2016 shooting birds out here right i mean i've talked about this as public stuff i mean it's we're playing the laws right if they're going to use the laws we're going to use the laws right I have not been checked on private property, deer hunting, but I know people have, and they're instantly guilty, instantly hunter trespass, instantly you're in the wrong, but yet the law is on your side. So it's like, dude, you're giving me a ticket. You're hassling me now. But yet if I was shooting dove over here, you would check my plug and say, oh, shoot that bird as it's flying by. You see what I'm saying? So there is good for sure. And there is bad. I just feel like when it comes to big game, you're instantly guilty, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's for you know for them, that, that was kind of the thing that was interesting and brought the lights to me. And that's what you talked about the murder case thing. That's what I said to my attorney. I'm like, this is insane. They're treating this like a murder case. The state actually funded having a helicopter go out to the property that I hunted on to survey the land. I mean, tons of our right. state money. They going spent this a thing. lot Dude.
1: of money on some guy shooting a deer. Yeah, right. and, and, I, and I was like, they're acting that, like it's a murder
2: case. Yeah. And he goes, to them it is but this is their murder case is right. something like this you know a, a big game animal and i'm like that that blows me away you know that they're Trying to right. make someone guilty that's doing the right
0: thing—it makes people think twice from pulling I mean, the trigger, dude. I mean, after
1: that's we what get, it does. After we get done here, I'll ask you some more questions off of the yeah, thing because yeah. I, I have, you know, I'm like, dude. Like in my, said, in my mind, lot, I have, there's a lot there, more that goes yeah, into there's it like, than like, there's I a
2: exploit over
1: the it, it, podcast. It, but it just, all I'm gonna say is it—it it sounds like it was almost personal. Yeah, it, it was.
2: Yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> was.
0: It is what it is, man. And look, I'm I'm just glad that you came out better on the other end, right? I mean, it—you didn't. You didn't get a criminal record out of it you were able to get the whole case to wash out the dude got what was coming to him yeah. and and hopefully he's listening to this
2: yeah you know ha, ha, buddy you lost out you know yeah. hopefully you're yeah whatever i, I think that uh it, it didn't go the way that he intended it was gonna go um and and the, i think the reason behind that was he was trying to pin something that that i didn't do you know he was trying to get someone in trouble who was doing the right thing and i think that ultimately that prevailed. Fortunately, right. you know it. There was definitely times it didn't seem like it was going to, and the fact that I even had to go through that, yeah. you know, dude, while trying to do the right thing is, dude, is a bummer.
0: Look, the, the unfortunate thing is, is you were a young man. You probably, when you got sighted, you probably went, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like, I, dude, your I, heart sank. Your oh, mind, yeah,
2: we just went, "Whoa, what, what just happened?" What, I'm like, "I'm like, what the hell did I do?" And the unfortunate thing, is, I think, with some people, that kind of stuff can. I can take him away from hunting dude, entirely and scourge yeah. them. I, I didn't even hunt the next two seasons just because I was so, like, ups, you know, like, over that. I and I, I know that feeling.
1: That when i uh, yeah, I got – I had a little run-in with fishing game once, even though yeah. I was actually – technically, the rules were on my side, but he made it look like
0: – You did something I wrong. I was
1: doing something wrong. I – I quit hunting.
0: Dude, same with me. M-
1: month and a half early, yeah. I just stopped. Dude, I'd, I... I went ahead and just filled out my harvest report, and that threw the tag and that was it. I said I was I was pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, so, well,
2: and the thing was, too, is, is the game warden, he tried to tell me, basically explained to me that the particular area where I had private permission, that there was no way that you could hunt in that area on a piece of private property, and be you know 150 yards away from the house. I'm like, well, that's not true. There's ranches over there that are hundreds of acres. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, it makes no sense. But that made no sense. But he basically, you know, he, it was a scare tactic. He tried, and he it worked to, to some extent. You know, I mean, I'm a, I was a 20 year old kid. You know, yep. it,
0: dude, and, I, I'll tell you my experience real well, quick. Yeah, I got to tell. Cool. This is quick. Yeah,
1: yeah. But real quick, I was just gonna when they scare you, but then you do your own research right. and then you, educate, and then you yourself, educate yourself and then you go, those mother truckers. Never again. Will that happen? <laughs> ne- yeah. And then you're dude. just like those assholes. I literally
0: was working on a tree stand on public land. There's a, there's a legal way to get in. Right. And there's a legal way to get out. Yep. Literally came out the legal way. Right. It is legal to come out the way I came out. Didn't have a bow. I wasn't, wasn't hunting. It was archery season. Wasn't hunting. Wasn't any of that and i came out dude and he was coming in right and i and i just didn't think i was doing anything hey man how you doing instantly jumped my shit instantly what are you doing here i'm like what are you talking about what am i doing i'm just out hiking around like you know he instantly wants to know and i it's not we don't have to let them know if you're not doing anything wrong you don't have to let them know anything but
2: that's a big thing i learned from all this he
0: came at me so hard i was like oh shit i'm like literally in trouble like i might want to just tell him everything i got going on so i told him dude i got a tree stand up here i was just working on my tree stand i don't have a bow i'm a licensed hunter i showed him everything dude dude, dude he jumped my shit walked to your truck dude he walked behind me had this stupid little black dog that tried to get me dude and that's the <laughs> truth his little black dog you know fishing game dog dude this thing's like his little pet dog hopefully you know the guy dude he, this thing's running around like literally was barking at me dude how do you know i'm not a deathly allergic of dogs or whatever you know it's like it anyways should have boot kicked that damn thing into the river you know uh went back dude he searched my truck went through my shit like acting like i did something wrong and then he's in who you here with and i'm like dude my buddy's up you're gonna take me to him and he's like scared the shit out of me
2: dude yeah i mean and i'm a grown man did you take him back there
0: i literally
1: took him back you should have walked him to the poison oak
0: Well, (laughs) I know, right, dude, literally took him back. And my buddy's up in his stand. He's working on his stand. Right. And he's like, oh, well, when you get down, you need to come down right now. He's like, no, I'm not coming down right now. Like, dude, I'm doing my own thing. I'm on public land. You know, he literally had a hard on for whatever reason, dude, ended up giving me a trespassing ticket. Right. And this is true. We've never talked about gave me a trespassing ticket, which is completely wrong. You can't. Right. It wasn't a hunter trespass. It was a regular trespass ticket right i was like all right cool you know i went to court took the day off you know got i pled not guilty i actually asked the judge i said hey look you know this is kind of pain in the ass i gotta take time off work like yeah how much is this gonna cost me and she's like i'm not gonna tell you unless you play plead guilty and i said well i'm not guilty because i didn't do anything it's more of a hassle you know it's 50 bucks i'll yeah. pay it whatever no big deal i'm not gonna pay it got a court date dude went to court this dude didn't even show up
2: that happens a large majority of the time i was gonna Uh, break them off dude you know
0: dude i had it dude i had my research i had paperwork dude i had three copies i was gonna give him a copy give the judge a copy and have my man i was gonna break them off in that courtroom dude yeah he didn't even show up
2: that happens a lot from what i've heard um and you know and to some extent you know some of these guys there and like we said there's some great yeah you know dfg guys out there but some of these guys it's it's an abuse of power and they want to try and Scare you out yeah. of hunting particular areas, which is a, a really a bummer because you know our hunting licenses stuff go, all go to conservation yeah. and, and go to you know our hunting, and it's it's really a bummer that that has, it has kind of come to that you know yeah. Um, but when you were talking about earlier, you mentioned uh, you know it makes you second guess pulling the trigger. Yes, it does. I a uh, little bit about you know and we talked about the, the that mountain lion incident. Um, I had an incident this year where. And it's scary that, you know, our laws make you second guess, you know, defending, you know, your own life life because of the laws we have in place here. I was out deer hunting. This was early in the season, in the early archery season. I was bow hunting and uh, I got to end of, you know, shoot light and I was getting ready to walk back. I came walking up the deer trail and I'm looking down at the ground for tracks. For buck tracks. There was right. plenty of deer tracks, but I was trying to identify, you know, if there's any bucks using that particular trail. And uh, I look up and and I see ears sticking out of the grass. This was this this archery scene. I see ears sticking out of the grass like 10 yards in front of me. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I initially thought it was a coyote. And then I stopped for a second and I had like a weird, you know, oh crap, that's, oh, yeah. a, that's a lion oh, right man. in front of me. Oof, and oof. it was a lion standing at 10 yards just had me pinned looking right at me and I was like, okay. And, you know, knowing what I know about our laws and stuff and, and he wasn't coming at me, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna just shoot him. You know, I'm gonna right. try and scare him off, do all the stuff that we're, you know, taught to do just as outdoorsmen. And so I grabbed a, a big and I had my bow and I didn't have a gun because right. bow yep. hunting here you can't. And uh I grabbed a big log that was on the ground, raised up as high as I could, started yelling loud you know, hey, get out of here! And, and that thing crouched down and took two steps towards me. I was like, "This is not good. Oh you know, this is God. about to go really bad." So then I I dropped the log for a second, second, knocked in an arrow, made sure I was ready to go with that. But even then, I mean, ten yards. There's no way I was gonna have time to draw back, no. get on target. No, and, you wouldn't. And release an arrow. No, no you
0: would have, and you would have missed if. Yeah, you, exactly.
2: You know. Yeah, no way. Unless I, unless he was just standing there and I had time to to think about it, but. I, uh, ended up having to back out of there because, you know, our mountain lions are pretty important here in, in California mm-hmm. and more important than our lives. Apparently. Yeah. I,
0: we've talked about this and I've talked it with my in situations like that, dude, obviously if that was to go down, you need to notify fishing game, right? Yeah, you need 100%. to notify And you say, dude, this is the deal. And you're going to deal with the consequences, but I couldn't look, I mean, what if you wouldn't have done it and it would have came at you and then you're, you have to face your old lady and you got a brand new baby, right? Oh,
2: yeah. That, that's the thing. I, I. Wasn't allowed to defend myself in that instance when this mountain lion at right. ten yards and less was crouched down coming at me. Right, he wasn't interested in, in hanging out. The mountain lion, I've seen a, a number of them, and other than this one, they all they wanted to stay as far away from us as yeah. they can for the most part. You know, unless yeah. there's something up with them, and and hmm. that one was not that way. So uh, I couldn't even think to defend myself. I had to just try and yell and back out of there and had that have gone south and he have come at me and I wouldn't have been able to, I didn't have a gun on me because you can't and I wouldn't have been able to draw back and get an arrow in him Right. and that would have been, you know.
0: And what are you going to do? You're going to get a knife, your broadhead, you're, you're going to poke it in the side, yeah. you know, when well, it's I'm, on you?
2: I, I usually carry one on my hip, a knife on my hip for that reason, yeah. Cause yep. but it's still, I mean, That's even why
1: I carry one just for Ready. that, that yeah. reason. I don't
2: know how many cats you guys have seen, but a a those lot. things a are lot. so fast <laughs> dude, they're and super so cast. stealthy right that trying to get in a knife fight with a cat i don't no, know how well that I would don't turn know. out for any of us well, but well this way man I mean, uh,
1: I mean i don't know if you've ever heard my story i was from me to you yeah and i was the, on my butt
2: awesome yeah, yeah there's that's no way. i had that's not to, a good feeling I,
1: I had to jump up turn on my headlamp and look, uh, i had the headlamp on and i think so, i
2: think i might have heard that on another podcast you guys are talking and about and so yeah.
1: i mean i immediately grabbed my i went full draw cuz i left the arrow, and I went <laughs> like this and that thing just looked at me and then just turned and walked away 10 minutes later deer came up too. So I was just like, well, I guess it do not care either. So. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's,
0: it's a scary prospect. But It man. was just like, it wow, is. What just happened? I think ultimately, man, you just got to make sure you, you do your due diligence. And I, you know, I personally think you were probably justified if you have stood your ground. I mean, uh, think about it. If you wouldn't have moved and you know, it would have, Took two steps and you drew on it and you had your pin on it and it took another one. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, you are supposed to turn around and run because that's what you're gonna. It's gonna get on your back yeah. at that point. Uh, yeah,
1: that's why you keep that bow in front of you between it and. Yeah. At least you have that. It's you scary. Know, if you have your bow, you can at least.
2: Yeah, and I actually, I, I'm like thinking, you know, running through all these things in my head. I actually, after knocking the arrow, I then pulled it out and was like, okay, I think I'm gonna be able to probably stick this arrow in him easier than I'm gonna be able to. Uh, oh yeah, then shoot, shoot it. And if he's running, you know, dead yeah. sprint at me. At 10 and then, yards. Which is at ten yards is like one jump. Yeah, it just yeah. jumps. On I watched you. one later in the season that uh, it was right by the Lake Kenshaw Cafe. It, yeah. it crossed the road and it was like <sighs> it was dark. You know, I had hunted till shoot time was driving home, so it was right after that, you know, and uh, he jumped the road and it was it blew me away. I always you know every time I'm impressed by you know these lions every time I see them, but this one jumped the entire. And that's two lane road yeah. right there. Yeah, you know, that's it's considered the the 76 right there. Yeah, whole thing one leap the way across from one side to the other you know one shoulder to the other that's 25 one foot, jump. bro yeah that, that that's pretty yeah, impressive so 30, that 30 feet, 40 feet. Yeah, that's I mean, badass that's, that's right that's there a nice, one jump oh yeah then, that's a nice reach yeah nice.
0: it is a very scary prospect i'm glad you made it out of it you know and and obviously this is just one encounter that's being talked about it happens year year in year out it happens all the time and i i just it's i don't know We've talked about it. Is. it you know what's times. funny is when
1: like, you talk to Steve. Steve hasn't had him. Yeah, he's never seen he's, one, dude. He hasn't had an encounter. Yeah, yeah. You one, know? one of the ones. He's, and, the, and I and it's just it. Sometimes you know, obviously we have, and yeah, there's people that have and people that don't have. Yeah,
2: well, and he has. I mean, the, and as many of hours, trail cam photos he has in the areas that he hunts too. You know, I mean, he
0: has been. He has had an encounter. He just hasn't noticed it.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, well, it. We I'm, had we had one from the car. Steve and I. We were hunting w- one spot, and we drove down this road and it ran across a field. And that was, the I think, one of the only ones that – or the only one that he's seen, which is crazy because the amount that he hunts. You know, yeah. I've seen – I think I'm either at six or seven.
0: But, you know, Steve is a big dude, so he's definitely been watched. You can't tell me that cats haven't seen him. They just haven't oh, been seen by all Steve. Of,
2: all of us have been seen yeah.
0: by a lot of cats. I, that yeah, I, I know, that's him. what I'm there, saying.
1: Sure. I, I know of two that yeah. saw me.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's been watched – so
1: you've been watched too. It, oh, your, I know with your know. back to it.
0: I know it's scary. and I watched Prospect. it
1: and I watched it happen.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he went full draw on a line that was right behind me. <laughs> he did. He was at 80 yards or something.
2: Yeah, uh, It always makes me wonder, Hey, how many times, you know, that one right there. And that was the other thing too, this one, this season uh, at 10 yards, he was so blended in that like, I'm like, man, there are times if I wouldn't yeah. have looked up that, that I could have been walking by, and he could have been sitting like that just, oh, yeah. and he, just he didn't, When they sit there and look at you, that was a weird thing too. They don't, other than when he took those steps, they don't move. No, they just watch you. They sit
1: there and they're so focused. It's dead still.
0: If you ever see a bird dog, right? Like if you watch a bird dog get focused on something like a bumper or a gopher or whatever, right? Boom. It's like laser focus. They don't move. Their body just freezes. It's like my dog does it all the time. Yeah. Right. And And it's, it's the same thing. But now you're talking about a cat that has basically four hands and a mouth. Yeah. right so it's it's yeah. insane man and and you know it goes back to you don't ever want to have a tango with a cat right i mean you, <laughs> yeah, you'd sh- you'd shoot a dog for less right like yeah. if you're out in the you know some wild dog up on the mountain you'd shoot the damn thing before it got to you
2: yeah you probably but, wouldn't you probably wouldn't think about it if yeah it aggressive you know what you wouldn't think about it but yeah with you would i mean you have to because unfortunately because they are so protected here right and, even and with the new law that came down exactly recently, our bill that passed it is
0: it, it, they passed it. it's a uh, protected species now in yeah, california it's
2: now on yeah i think it's like a, a temporary protected species or whatever basically it's the step before they hit endangered species yeah. and once they get it's so in that once they get in that realm they're it, it, the odds of that ever changing is probably oh
0: like, yeah it'll never change never gonna happen. It, and it's crazy because they you know biologists will drive and go pick up bodies on the side of the freeway they get hit by cars well, what does that tell you they're crossing the freeway man like yeah. there's that many of them that they're picking them up on the freeway yeah. right so It's crazy, man. Uh, Real quick, John, do you got anything else?
1: No, I'm pretty much, I mean, what else do we, I mean, we've. I mean, we covered a lot. Was there anything we've covered? We've covered the business. We've covered the story. Um, We covered hunting, turkeys. Do you want to add anything in, Josh?
2: Um, The only thing I would say is, you know, if people heard about my calls on this, they can check out my, uh, my Facebook, Fly Down Custom Calls, or my Instagram. I mostly post on Facebook um and on okay. there there's like a little link where they can go to see some of my calls or, or order one if they're right. interested that kind of thing and check it out see so yeah, i got a lot of pictures and videos on there yeah know, so they can hear them see them
0: absolutely all that kind of stuff yeah man and then uh what was your what was your instagram called
2: it's fly down custom calls oh it is okay. at, fly at, yeah, at
0: fly down custom calls yeah
2: at fly custom calls and then my my facebook I, I post mostly on under just my name josh kettle right and then i have also a page fly down custom okay right, so the, the, we gotta is, get following him as far too. as this
0: one uh you want to do some sort of giveaway i know you had said uh we yeah. got we got a we got a custom call on a box guys uh josh was saying that we want to do some sort of giveaway um
2: yeah this is a pretty uh pretty sweet box call right here it's a double-sided box call it's a Ooh. walnut box with a macassar ebony uh, lid and base. And uh, there's a couple of diaphragm calls in there as well. Oh,
0: right on, man! What? How? How do you want us to go about giving this thing away? You want us to have some sort of special raffle? Yeah, wow, I think pretty. probably
2: uh, let some people in on it. Uh, do kind of a drawing, something like that. Okay, for the, for the listeners, you know.
0: Yeah, man, that's so, what we'll do, man. We'll we'll, uh, uh,
2: we'll we'll come up with something here. Um,
0: we'll definitely yeah. put it up there, dude. We want to definitely give that away to the listeners, dude. We appreciate yeah, that. We'll, that yeah, is I mean, awesome, we'll, bro. We'll
1: come up with some rules or something for this or the way yeah. to pick... Somebody. yeah maybe keep it primarily to the
2: listeners that yeah. way that they can yeah. you know yep. give listeners it to the guys who are, are actually listening actually listening yeah bro, man coming on so
0: absolutely we we get quite a few listens bro yeah
2: yeah, yeah. and i more and more guys I talk to guys and they listen and they got a lot of guys are stoked on it yeah they're super excited about this because we don't have there's a lot of podcasts out there but yeah. we don't have a lot of san diego stuff know. a lot of socal stuff it you know? is cool though and it, yeah, it's super cool it's kind
0: of niche and you know the thing is is like Obviously, I started this with Patrick, and Patrick's a cop, and, he, dude, he has, like, no time. Yeah. Like, he doesn't. And John's always been involved. He's always just been kind of behind the scenes, and he was like, dude, let's continue this. Hey, we picking that up in your mic, dude. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. But well, it's your right. they right. They're, fl- they're fly-down custom calls.
0: <laughs> but uh, we, uh, we kind of just, you know, John was like, dude, let's continue this, because there was a low- in the podcast there was because i was like man you know I, this isn't a one-man operation podcasting i'll tell you right now is not easy dude it isn't i mean yeah okay. we're having a conversation here but dude it if you there's on, a lot more yeah into it, you know, and it, sure. it, it, being nervous is an understatement like i'm sitting here behind the mic i'm nervous every time i shoot a go for <laughs> an episode because it's like i'm interviewing someone i don't know you know what i mean yeah, th-
1: that's the thing is like we're meeting people we don't know right um we've been lucky that most everybody's obviously shares the same views and gets along and it's it's a good easy transition yeah it's easy and you know the foundation's already done so we don't you know we've done enough of these now that it's you know it's done we're just hey come on in we'll just have a conversation yeah, so, yeah
0: without a doubt so it, it's, it's easy Yeah, it gets easier it, easier it's I great mean,
2: to get that information out to the guys yeah. locally and get guys you know fired up about our hunting right here and exactly. especially with the conservation stuff yeah and get guys on board with that because we don't have enough people in southern california that are contributing to our conservation efforts. That's just flat out. It's facts. It's facts. We don't, there are too many guys that are, you know, they see this kind of stuff. Oh, you know, there's this bill passing and they, oh yeah, that's a bummer. And they just blow it off. Uh, Yep. It's like, we're our worst, you know, our own worst enemies. That kind of stuff is what we need to, you know, really value because if we don't, our hunting is going to be gone.
0: Yeah. We, you know, outside of this COVID stuff, me and John, we had actually really planned to get, heavily involved in conservation like that was prior to the bill Gaines episode we actually wanted to give back that's why we started this. that's why i started this podcast that's why john wants to continue this podcast is because we want to give back yeah. like we want to keep people involved we want to get more people involved and help the guys that have a hard time getting over that learning curve right yeah,
1: yeah. my it, whole thing was like you know i watched this you know working part-time at an archery gun shop on the side and these all these people would take hunter safety okay and then They wouldn't do anything. Yeah, that's like. I was like, we got to help them. Well, what's going on here? Well, I don't know anybody, and it's like, well,
2: shit. Yeah, that's where, and that's where some of the social media stuff comes into play. Like these, some of these Facebook pages out there and stuff. There's a lot of stuff that gets posted, like, hey, you know, this bill is passing or whatever. Call this number or message this person. You know, try and vote for this, and we have to be proactive about that because that's you know the way we're gonna save our hunting around here and
0: that's absolutely right so yeah that's what we have to do well look man we appreciate it thanks for coming on dude y- yeah. you're awesome guest to have appreciate out it. here man we, know, we love your calls
1: i know you worked appreciate it yeah, yeah. yeah appreciate it man
0: going, so right on bro thank you well,
1: thank you thanks josh